Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Blue Beetle, the last film pre for that's pre-gun, I think. The last one? No? They got one more? No, Aquaman. Uh, I was trying to forget it. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. <laughs> hey, everyone, this is Dylan. And I'm Michael. That's right. We're going to be talking about Blue Beetle, the new DC movie. Uh, that just came out last week, and uh, we will be spoiling it. Fair warning, but we will not be spoiling it till after we get to the news. So, Dylan, what you got this week? All right, so we got some um, box office news to start with. Mm-hmm. We got a Barbie update, to Blue Beetle update. So I haven't looked. I'm very curious to see if Blue Beetle beat Barbie. I would guess it didn't, but I don't know. So okay, it's good news and bad news. Uh, if who? you like Blue Beetle, okay, uh, it's always good news for Barbie. Um, the it did take the number one spot. Oh, good for the good for um, good Bar- for her. Yeah, Barbie's in its um fifth week though, so I'm not sure if it's like too big of a win. You know, no. it's not like they went head to head. But right. um, Blue Beetle would have lost. It, it can say it is the number one movie. You know, it, that's like that's a win. Yeah. You know, the downside is it made 26 million. Uh. Is like it's opening box office, and that's like the worst. It's like worse than Morbius, worse than any well, DC film. Look, respectfully, it doesn't look good. The trailer doesn't do this movie any favors, and also, yeah. D- I mean, DC history does not do this movie any favors. Like DC film recency has not done Blue Beetle any favors. So, because I was going in with pretty low expectations. Yeah, I feel like people are just done with DC. It's their seventh flop in a row. Right. Um. Yeah. Uh. Eight. If you count the Snyder Cut not performing on uh HBO. Oh, we always so, count the uh, Snyder Cut, Dylan. A couple of those can be chalked up to Pandemic, Wonder Woman, and the Suicide Squad. Uh, Wonder Woman two and the Suicide Squad, because those those released the same day on HBO, so it's really hard to judge those. But um. Yeah, I think after seven flops, people are like, <laughs> I don't want to see DC. You know, it's like right. Blue Beetle didn't stand a chance, in my opinion. Even if it's like the best movie ever, I feel like people would not have. I agree. If this movie was a five out of five, um, it still would have. It might have made a little bit more money, but like it's still. I mean, the trailer is what does it for most casual people, right? And if this movie doesn't look good in a trailer, I'm I'm not gonna go see it. I mean, we're gonna go see it, obviously, because that's our job. But you know, yeah, the it does like have a like a modest budget i guess compared to other movies got about like 120 million is what it cost okay what did um, it make it made 26 and okay. it probably wow. needs to make around three 300 to start pro- making profit because you double the, have to double yeah. the budget because the theater takes half and then you um you'd have to factor in marketing as well now i'm sure marketing was a lot cheaper because they because of the pandemic i mean not mm-hmm. the pandemic the strike but um they're using my crises uh because of the strike so long story sorry it's not gonna make money and uh hopefully it finds an audience on hbo or wherever it ends up that's like the best we can hope for at this point or like really positive word of mouth maybe has a really good hold for next week we'll see i mean that Um, seems unlikely just that the the way these things perform true but it only has like gran turismo to Oh yeah, nothing's like coming. Yeah, we talked about it earlier, but off air, like what's coming out next week? Ahsoka, and that's on TV. Yeah, so like maybe no competition will help it out. We'll see. Maybe the uh, 
National Cinema Day or whatever, or Movie Day is on Sunday. I've never heard uh, of that. It's like their third year doing it. They do like really cheap tickets. So it's Oh uh, yeah. Okay. I remember AMC and Regal and it's four dollar tickets, any format. You can go IMAX, four dollars, uh Dolby, anything. And then they do four dollar okay. popcorn wow. and drink combo. So it's like super good deals. They're re releasing Ladybird. They're re releasing like some good movies too. That's why. Okay. I, I saw all that stuff on the app. I'm like, why is Ladybird in theaters? Yeah, so I mean, I'm not complaining. I, I love Ladybird, but and like we said, there's like a lot of good movies out. So if you've been holding out on any of them and you don't have an unlimited pass, like Sunday's the day to go. Yeah. Uh, any theater. So I don't think like I pick or anything, but yeah. Nice. Um, Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Do I mean, if Talk to Me in theater is still in theaters, go see that. Yeah. Or Turtles. Turtles. Or Barbie, yeah. Yeah. Or I'll Oppenheimer bet. or um, Mission Impossible. Yeah. I, Sorry, I can't a lot believe of good movies right now. <laughs> I can't believe I would recommend Mission Impossible, but yeah, you should go see that. Or go go to all of them. Um, yeah, I mean, and spend if you go all of those movies. Would, that, would you list six movies? So that's thirty dollars. I mean, you can't do six movies in one day, but you can probably get three. Yeah, if agreed. you're spicy. <laughs> um, speaking of Barbie, if you're not uh, willing to go to the theaters to see it, we have a release date for Home. It's coming out September fifth on digital oh, wow. platforms like Amazon, iTunes, blah blah blah. It's going to be nineteen ninety nine. So. It's not the the cheap price. You have to wait a little bit longer if you want to go to HBO. But September fifth sure. is like too soon. I feel like like this could have been yep. in theaters longer. They could they could milk it a little bit longer. Definitely. I and know. There's you nothing, always hear about them. It's coming September fifth yeah. to compete against what theatrically? Exactly. Like although maybe they didn't anticipate Blue Beetle not performing as strongly, right? Maybe I don't know. Like. Well, they make yeah, but the for beauty Saul? of these digital releases is they can like change last minute, you know, what right. they what their plan is. That's why you see them go to di- digital last minute based on how it's performing. And I don't know, you could have held a talk over. Remember when we were kids and they were like between like yes. nine months to see something at home? It, I dude, yes, I remember it very, very well. And it's still it's I'm still surprised by it all the time when it's just like this was just in theaters. This is in streaming now. Awesome. Yeah, agreed. Um, but it did uh, become, I don't know how much it made, but it became over the weekend Warner Brothers' highest grossing movie of all time, Defeating the Dark Knight. Wow. So another singer yeah. <laughs> against uh, Nolan, but I don't know. Who cares? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's just over there see- seething. Apparently, Margot Robbie's standing to make $50 million from this. Who's surprised? Producer. Yeah. That's really good for her, you know. Yeah, we love a multi-millionaire. <laughs> yeah, she did produce the film and she did hand select Greta Gerwig, so I feel okay. like she had like a lot to do with it, with the success, you know. Yeah. Um. Anyway, okay, so we got a couple trailers as well. We got a Scott Pilgrim versus the World anime trailer, which is like it's now called Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. And right. for those who don't know, this is the adaptation of the Brian Lee O'Malley uh, comics. Um, it features the full voice cast of, or the full cast from the live action movie. So like Michael Sarah, Mary, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, right. um, Karen Culkin, Chris Evans, Brie Larson, etc. Everyone, literally everyone. Um, all coming back to a voice. That's so cool. Characters. And it comes out November 17th on Netflix. And, and the trailer looks, looks really good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Trailer looks super good. I, I was into it. I like, so I like Scott Pilgrim. Um, I like the comic 
a lot. I like the movie a lot. I like the video game a lot. I really it's it's a property like uh kind of like Stranger Things. I, I say all the time. Like I forget how much I like Scott Pilgrim until I am consuming something Scott Pilgrim related. I'm like, oh yeah, I really like this crap. So I'm into it. Agreed. I haven't read the comics, but I think this might make me do it. I don't know. It's, the, it's like they're identical, except for the last volume. You really, I mean, or nearly identical, but like, what do you mean, identical to to the movie? Oh, really? I didn't know. Yeah. That. Okay. So, yeah, they're they're. I mean, there's shortcuts and there's things that they didn't do, of course, but like largely the story is the same, except for the final volume, which came out after the movie was scripted or shot. I'm not sure, uh, but before it was released. But they Brian Lee O'Malley wanted it to be different from the movie, so he handed it completely differently. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. it's well, it's worth like, doing both. This one seems like it might be even more faithful, but I don't know. It's hard to tell. But I think it lends itself to a show being in like the Definitely. manga kind of format that it's in. You know. Yeah. But I don't know if I said it, it comes out November seventeenth. <laughs> yeah, you did. I'm excited. Okay, cool. Um. Okay, we also got a trailer. This one, I'm like kind of in the dark on because I never read the books or care really, but Percy Jackson and the Olympians, we got a teaser trailer for it and a release mm-hmm. date. Um, It's coming out with a two episode premiere on Wednesday, December 20th on Disney plus based on the popular book series by that author that I don't know. Um, And they put out a new trailer because it was Percy's birthday, I guess like in universe. Percy's birthday. birthday. Yeah. Okay. Um, I watched the movies. They did they did the two live action movies like a long time ago right. with Logan Lerman, and I thought they were fine. Um, I've never seen them. the books. Nope, I've never seen them. I've never read the books. So it came out. The movies came out. The books came out. I was too old for the books. I was definitely too old for the books. I don't know what year they came out, but I'm sure I was too old for them. Um, interesting. Yeah. Um, and then the movies came out, and because they came out like I think they were the. They were coming out like midway through the Harry Potter movies, right? Or like towards the yeah, tail end of Harry like Potter. Yeah, it was like around that time. Yeah. I mean, it's that's when they were adapting all that type of content. Um, and I was over Harry Potter at that point anyway. So I'm like, I don't care about this crap. So I have zero investment in, in this. The trailer looks fine, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Um, apparently, it's going to be more faithful than the uh, than the movie. But... I know you only cared about one cast member, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, we got WWE superstar Edge uh, in, in the movie. That's the first thing I saw. I was like, they got Edge in this thing? What's he? Why? That doesn't speak of quality. In? Um, some TV, right? Like, I don't I don't know. Like, Oh, The Flash. I was like, what have I seen him in? Adam Copeland. Uh, he's been in, uh, you know, Money Plane. Uh, in 2020 okay. and uh, interrogation in 2016 you know dylan you know all those movies yeah i love mm-hmm. him. he was adam smasher in the flash um noah centineo's character from the black adam right. movie so he was also in vikings apparently that's how i know him. he looks like he was in vikings he sure does um he's playing I'm... hades no aries <laughs> in crazy jackson so okay i mean Look, the book came I, out in 2005, by the way. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So, yeah, I had just graduated were... high school. Oh, okay. Because I graduated yeah, in 04. You're too old. I was too old. No way. Yeah. I couldn't do that. I think it's like for middle grade readers, you know? Yeah. Um. Okay. But maybe I'll try it when it comes out. Um. We got an update on the Ahsoka release date. 
It was supposed to be coming out this uh, Wednesday or something like that. But now it's coming out. Um, Disney and Lucasfilm revealed that it's no longer coming out Wednesday at 2 a.m. And now it's coming out Tuesday at 8 p.m. These are Central Standard Times. Um, we love we don't know that. if this is like just for Ahsoka or for like things going forward. I have a feeling that they're going to like try it out and see how it goes. But like I've been asking for this for a while as someone who... I say have to. I had to say up till two a.m. for this every guy. Wandavision episode. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I would have like loved the schedule at that time. You know. Oh, of course. But like, think about. I don't know how everyone like watches Game of Thrones together. I think it's right. like a really cool. Like, it makes it more like appointment viewing, and like it. I trends agree because everyone's talking about it at the same time on on X, and uh, <laughs> sorry, Twitter. I still have the Twitter logo as my. I'm not updating the app. Um, oh, mine updated on its own. I'm I'm probably I'm about to uninstall it. I'm I'm over it. Yeah, it's it's I getting keep, dumb. I I was like I'm about to go on a rant about it, like because they keep getting like notifications, push notifications for like stuff I don't want notifications for. Yeah, and you know it's like why do I have this? Elon's gonna unblock himself, and I don't want to <laughs> see that. You know, um, <laughs> that's not the reality I want to be in. Exactly, but I'm excited. Uh. I don't know. I hope this ha- this carries over into Loki. Hope they do that with that this too. I want everything to come out at a normal hour, Michael. Yes, we're too old to be staying up like that. We can't do this. I, so it's funny, like with um whatever the last Star Wars show was, or I heard forgot what was the last. Oh, Secret Invasion. Sorry, Secret Invasion, because that was do- that was on the you know coming out early in the morning thing, and everybody yeah. at work the next day would be like, "Did you watch it?" It's like, "No, I didn't watch it." Some people, you know. It's like no, I had to be here. No, I didn't watch. Yeah, people. An hour of Secret Invasion. People at, at my location mainly hide, like watches it in the morning before like work. When they wake up. Yeah, and I'm not a morning person, so I can't. I can't do that. I'm sorry. You'd have to stay it takes up. Every, yeah, it takes everything I can to just. <laughs> no, thank I don't you. No, get out of the house on time. I'm not. I don't have time for an episode. But yeah, no, it makes me you. very happy. I'm excited. Um, okay, we got a comic book trailer. I, I know. I saw that. I saw you sent that. I was like, is this a TV show? And then <laughs> I saw the trailer. I'm like, oh, look at that. Um, yeah, Marvel released a trailer hyping up the upcoming wedding of Tony Stark and Emma Frost, uh, aka Iron Man. It's yes. gonna take place in X-Men 26, where they're gonna like set it up and kind of reveal why they're getting married, because we don't know that at this point. I assume it's some kind of like political reason because they're not right. like dating or anything. Um, and then in Invincible Iron Man number 10, the actual ceremony is going to take place it's going to be written by gary dugan and um this i assume ties into all the fall of x stuff if you've read the hellfire gala they kokoa is kind of gone a bunch of the mutants are dead uh i'm hoping the it's like they're phasing out i think the hickman era of of x-men and i think they're going into something new but i don't know what this i'm very interested in in this wedding and um it got a lot of heat on twitter michael um, okay the trailer specifically yeah the trailer the caption the posters because of Why? the way the way they announced it mm, okay. um man i wish i had it in front of me so i could show you and make you guess what people are mad about oh um i i, but I would love that game they're mad <laughs> they're mad because the the comic book and the trailers and stuff say introducing mrs and mr emma frost yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course they are. 
Oh, of course. I wonder what hmm, is it the same accounts that like um hate tweet uh you know Brie Larson and downvote all those movies? Is it this is it those same accounts, Dylan? I'm sure it is, yeah. I yeah, don't know. It's gotta be. I was but I was like thinking, like just objectively, why did they do that? To troll? I don't know. There must there's or, or, or there's some reason narratively, and we don't know it. Yeah, I wonder. Maybe he'll be like Tony Frost. <laughs> I don't think they'd go that far. I would love it if he took her last name. I would love that. I would love that too, but I highly doubt that would happen. Oh, of course. That would be really cool. Tony Frost is like a cool name too. I don't know. Um, What if he got ice powers? He made like a a frost buster or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Or like a diamond. A diamond. uh, There you go. An ice suit or a diamond suit rather. Yeah. Heck yeah. She gets a suit too. That's none um, of that's none of that's gonna happen. But no, no, it'll be some stupid reason. Maybe they'll hyphenate. I'd take that as a win, even if he's okay. like Stark Frost. I don't know. We'll see. I'd be okay with that. Um, the last one is a bit of like Michael. I'm doing the physical media news this week. Okay. Oh, I know. I'm taking. I mean, I have one too, but dang. Okay. <laughs> okay. Go I've ahead. never done this, and it's something normally Michael does every week. Um, yes. We, I don't know if we talked about it, but a couple, like a, maybe a few weeks ago, there was a physical release for or what we thought was a physical release for WandaVision. Yeah. Steelbook, but it turned out to just be the Steelbook with no discs. And it was like from a third party company. I guess they licensed Disney like making a box and Disney said yes. And they're like, okay, well, we're making a Steelbook. And people uh-huh. were like, this is the dumbest thing ever because. I just I want know. a box? It was like, and I would have bought it. I would have like. Don't condone you that behavior. Give it in. I know exactly. I would have if it was like ten bucks, which is what it should be. But it was like forty dollars for the steel book. I was like, absolutely not. Um, but it's I would have un- sold my unhinged soul behavior. For ten bucks. Yeah, but now we find out the reason why is because Disney's doing it themselves. They're putting out steel books for Wandavision, Loki, and the first two seasons of uh, Mandalorian. And this is the first time. Also, also, Prey is coming out. The uh, Hulu, uh, which is also Disney. Yes. Uh, Prior movie that we reviewed, and this is the first time that they've, been, that they've done physical releases for any of the streaming stuff. So it's pretty exciting. I'm very excited. That is to, cool because I collect some of the Marvel Steel books. I'm excited to own uh, Wandavision. Uh, that one comes out November 28th. Loki season one comes out uh, September 26th, and then Mandalorian season one and two both come out on December 12th. Now they also have deleted scenes and and uh, commentary and special features and stuff like that, like the works. And the Loki one, Michael, has the deleted Throg scene that we never got to see. We saw him. We saw My him briefly, mans. like, yeah, we saw him like briefly in that jar, uh, in Loki. But apparently, there's like a fight scene with Loki and Throg. Um, I'm sure you can just watch it online on release day, you know. But I'm very excited to see that. That is very cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. What is there anything that's like? Let's put you on the spot. But anything that's streaming only that you would buy that hasn't had like a physical release um so on the spot the answer is no uh so it would have to be so i'm the where i'm at with my physical media collecting is like i i tend to only buy i don't just buy properties i like because then i would just have back to be where i used to be with uh with my movie collecting where I had like 1100 Blu-rays and like, I'm not trying to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what do, yeah. I, do I need to buy every movie I've ever seen that I like? 
So what I do is I buy like boutique labels, um, whether or not I love the movie, but maybe I like the presentation of the packaging or I like this movie's never been released on Blu-ray before, which is a thing for a streaming, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, I could see myself buying a fancy pants edition of Prey. Um, yeah. Although this cool. looks like it's a standard, not like any, nothing that melts my butter, but. That's an interesting shift. I know. I went from buying everything I liked from to let's let's uh, let's wind it back. Yeah. But I can't think of anything else. WandaVision would have been the one for me. Uh I can't think of yeah, anything definitely. else. I, I hope they continue the uh Marvel stuff. I would maybe buy Miss Marvel, maybe She-Hulk. Uh I expect if these do well, they'll do the other shows also. Um sure. like Boba Fett and other stuff but it's nice to know if there's a an apocalypse that these shows won't be lost forever because they're only digital you know so that's nice that is true but uh that's all the news i have all right well let's hear about that live sale i bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale dust off your old facebook account or borrow your grandma's login join us every wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m central Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com slash live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. And before we get to my news, we're going to do our picks of the week, and I'm going to go first. I'm not picking a game, Dylan. I'm picking a comic book, and I'm picking a DC comic book. What? Yeah, Detective Comics Comics. I'm picking one. By Tom King. My man's penguin number one. I love penguin. <laughs> and Tom King um, is going to bring his special little uh, flavor there to one of my favorite comic book characters. So I'm very excited for this. That looks cool. Yeah. I'll probably check it out too. Yeah. Um, I'm picking a Marvel. <gasps> um, Make mine a spinning... Marvel, Dylan. <laughs> yeah. Spinning out of Fall of X, we have Jean Grey number one. Um, It's by Louise Simonson and art by bernard chang and i'm not i don't know what it's about at all because spoiler she died in <clears throat> in the hellfire gala and i don't know what could be going on apparently it's not a flashback thing so okay i don't know i'm excited to read it though cool um all right let's get into the news um so it is pretty light um as you've noticed since the sag stuff it has been pretty light with all the news coming out um very few trailers and all the trailers that are coming out are things that are like straight to video straight to streaming type of stuff and that usually sucks but anyway i do have some trailers for you coming up here at the end um so my first thing is a physical media uh release that i'm excited about so there's a new boutique blu-ray label look at that right back to it called visual called visual vengeance and (laughs) One of the first movies they're going to be releasing. I've never seen it before. I'm sending it to you right now, Dylan. Um, it's called Replicator. <laughs> and it is a two, uh, early 2000s uh, schlocky movie. And But this is what I want. 
it's it's a it's a fancy presentation with a slip cover, a poster, X-ray glasses. The little they look like little 3D glasses, but uh, they say X-ray specs on the front. Uh, whatever that does for you, I'm sure it's great. Um, new okay. like so, but what I like about this is like the amount of bonus materials for these garbage films is like my favorite thing. Like, look, Dylan, what comes with this? Like, look what this has. Like, it's um new new, new master transfer, um, multiple commentary tracks. Uh, they have some archival making ofs, uh, archival interviews, a new stuff restored. Crazy. Like the amount of stuff you get with this is what I like. This is what I'm collecting. I collect goofball films that get like super deluxe presentation. If, if only it was a 4K, you know, then I'd be really be home free. Um, but anyway, so look out for visual vengeance if you like that type of content. Um, we have some home i feel like i'm mirroring uh, dylan's uh, structure here some home video uh release here talk to me is headed to home video blu-ray and 4k just in time for halloween it's going to be on 4k plus blu-ray plus digital on october 3rd so it's going to be i think at home digital release is going to be probably the week before in september they don't have actually a date for that yet there's no word on the on that specifically, but the Blu-ray release is October 3rd. Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so that's very exciting. Um, so if you don't go see talk to me this Sunday for cinema day, you should definitely buy it because this movie is very cool. Um, it's, it's one of those really special first timer horror movies that just like, wow, they really just went for it and hit a home run, you know? So Agreed. go, go get it, go get it. Um, we don't have much else. We got I got three trailers here. So we're gonna go from all right. <laughs> so Dylan, do you know the film company The Asylum? Yes. Yes. So if you don't know the Asylum, what they do is they do mockumentary, I'm sorry, mockbusters. And those are gonna be like when Snakes on a Plane came out, they did Snakes on a Train, and it was in Walmart on DVD the same week as Snakes on a Plane. You know, that that's what they do. They do knockoff movies that look, if you've ever seen a sci-fi channel original movie, they look worse than that. They're like, the effects are, they look like I did it. You know, it looks really, really bad. Anyway. I I want to watch Atlantic Rim. I've seen Atlantic Rim. Is I've it seen, good? Uh, uh, you know, Dylan, I'll, I'll uh, no, it's bad. It's really terrible. Okay. okay. Uh, you know, so funny story, Dylan, Um, as a quick sidebar. Um, for a our Bedrock City Christmas party one year, I think one of the ones where you didn't go, I brought. Uh, we have a big white elephant gift exchange, and I always go a little extra with those. And I did an off-brand starter pack, and in that I had a can of Mister Pig, the soda from Piggly Wiggly, a can of Mountain Yeller from Piggly Wiggly, which is their Mountain Dew. Um, had a can of Prongles, the chips. Um, I had a novel, the Dragon with the Girl Tattoo. <laughs> And I had the the movie. I had two movies. I had Kick Punch Panda and Atlantic Rim. So yeah, I haven't watched those, but I will tell you, I'm the one who won that, who who received that gift. Oh, are you? Yes. Fantastic. Great. I haven't I haven't watched it. I'm sorry. Oh, you still have it? <laughs> I thought uh, no yeah. one stole it. <laughs> Incredible. I had those prongles for way too long. Oh, the the prongles <laughs> were actually okay. The prongles were actually okay. Yeah, I didn't um, think so. 
Yeah. Um, so I, I, you know, what's really sad about the Prongles is that it, they were an existing chip company that the Cards Against Humanity people just bought the rights to reskin their chips. And if you take the Prongles logo or label off, it is still the it is the old chip company's logo on it. And oh. I see them in Whole Foods. They're the they're the Pringles that they sell at Whole Foods, which is whatever brand that hmm. is. It starts with a G or something. Interesting. Yeah. So there's there's your connection there. Anyway, so the Asylum is making their take on the Meg Two, Dylan. We have Megalodon colon the Frenzy. It is the latest addition to the shark exploitation genre. So, uh, starring Eric Roberts and directed by somebody I've never heard of, and starring a bunch of people I've never heard of. Uh, How about one guy? Who? The guy with the gray hair. He's famous. Eric Roberts. Oh, yeah. My bad. Sorry. He's the only one. The tagline for the movie. I assume that woman was famous too, right? No. No. Maybe she was, but. Okay. I'll, I'll say names and maybe someone will know who these people are. Caroline Williams, Eric Roberts. I know him. Jessica Chancellor, Jeff Daniels, Alex Trumbull, Javier Luna, Ben Formella. But why is the list so long? Chase Hamilton, Jordan Hubbard. That, that, I'm going to stop. There's like 12 more names. Anyway, um, the tagline is Mama's Mad and there's a trailer and it's incredible. Uh, incredibly bad. It looks <laughs> it's great. Did you watch it, Dylan? Yeah. yeah. Uh this is looks- this is the screenshot from it. It's great. I just I don't know why the shark has like <laughs> a human mouth kind of. It looks weird. Um Yeah. It so you've it seen It looks like what exactly what you think it is. So Dylan, you've seen the Meg 2. I have not. How do you think this yeah. will compare? It looks like a cheaper version. I don't know what else to say. But look, you hated it the is- Meg 2, so like I didn't like it. Yeah. So Maybe this is better, right? They just catch this for $2. Maybe they didn't need that much money to make the Meg 2, you know? But I have Jason Statham. This has... Eric Roberts. I, I looked it up. She's the 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 actress, the blonde actress, is the main female protagonist in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Wow. Okay. I figured she had to be some horror lady because she... That's, that's you usually... know when someone appears and they look like they're... They were famous at some point. You know yes. what I'm talking about? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Like, hey, you look yeah. like you used to be famous. <laughs> okay <laughs> um i have two more trailers real quick um so this is this this next one is a movie called where the devil roams and to me so the headline is a little misleading from bloody disgusting um the adams family brings their twisted carnival to fantastic fest now when i hear the adams family i obviously am thinking morticia and wednesday and you know cousin it not and whatnot not a group of people named John Adams, Zelda Adams, and Toby Poser, an acting and directing and writing family. Okay, anyway, it's a misleading headline. Anyway, so this trailer is a bit of a roller coaster because I think it starts out looking pretty cool. And then it says, to be original, which definitely is a, is a downgrade. And then I think the trailer is actually pretty good. Um, it's a horror movie set in Depression-era America, uh, follows a family of murderous sideshow performers as they travel their dying carnival circuit or the dying tra- traveling carnival circuit. Um, Variety previewed it saying it's hugely ambitious. The first 16 minutes of the film packs a black and white prologue where a legless orator uh, recites a packed recites to a packed theater, a poem about a fall about the fallen angel Abaddon. 
So it sounds wild, but um, the trailer is interesting. I think. What did you think about the trailer, Dylan? I thought I have like mixed feelings. I don't know. I did, At some right, point, it was kind I was of like, a oh, mixed bag. Good. And then sometimes I was like, this looks extremely cheesy, Tubi original. poorly made. Yeah, yeah, it's giving Tubi. I know right. you're Tubi stand though, right? I do. I stand Tubi. I stand Tubi. I mean, the though that being said, Tubi originals definitely have a stink to them. You know, you don't want to look like you're a major Tubi. You don't. You don't. Yeah. But I think, but like this trailer is very up and down because there's bits that like, hey, that's that's showing some signs of this looks pretty cool. Like I might want to see this in a theater and uh, you can't because it's on Tubi for free. Um, But it is coming out. um, It's going to be debuting at Fantastic Fest in September and then on Tubi later. Um, I Go check out the trailer. I think it's worth looking at. I think it could be one of those hidden gem type of movies, but we don't really know yet. All right. Um, last trailer. We got a trailer for this new movie called Everybody Dies by the End. It's a new um, found footage, like mockumentary type movie directed by Ryan Schaefer and Ian Tripp, who I don't think that I know. Um, and here is the synopsis. A documentary crew is hired by larger than life horror director Alfred Costella to help him chronicle as he finishes his, his final film an all practical effects masterpiece with some dark twists. Um, so I, I'll, I will say I already just love mockumentary as a genre. Um, I think I like it a lot. Um, the trailer for this again, kind of like the previous movie was a bit of an up and down roller coaster. I thought it started out very strong. I thought the vibes were very good with the first scene where the director is trying to coach the, girl had a scream that was very funny Agreed. and that kind of lost me a little bit in the middle what do you think about this trailer Dylan? i kind of feel the same way i was like oh this is this will be funny question mark and then i don't know it felt like the trailer was five minutes and it was just a little bit like it was doing the same joke over and over again right um like i don't know what the i feel like if you're this kind of movie you got to tell me like what the story is i'm uh, maybe there's not a story i don't know but i don't I mean, I don't know what the story is, but I, I am intrigued. I do want to see it because I do like, like I said, I do like mockumentary and I do like horror comedy, which is what this seems to be. This seems made for you. Yeah, this seems like it's really up my alley. It is going straight to digital. I don't know where. Um, That's also something that we've made for Michael. Yeah, this is it. Straight to digital. Sign me up. With a boutique Blu-ray release in a few years. Right. I will tell you, the two directors, um, one of them, Ryan Schaefer, does not have a photo on IMDb. So there's that. That tells you how prominent he is. Ian Tripp has directed um, nothing. So it looks like go. they're passionate about it. Yeah, you know what? I'm excited. This is their first feature length movie, so I'm maybe maybe we'll get some of that talk to me magic out of this. Maybe. I, I mean, I, 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 I I'm trying to be hopeful, Dylan. Look, it's the strike, dude. <laughs> Stay tuned next week for uh, Asylum Rock City, where we only review all the <laughs> shark exploitation movies. Anyway, that's all I have this week. Um, let's hear about those tabletop events. Now it's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge. We run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7 p.m. till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. 
Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee. However, we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at our Katy and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back, and we are going to talk about Blue Beetle, the new film directed by Angel Manuel Soto from DC Comics or DC, what, what's it? DC Universe? DC EU? I don't remember what the universe is called now. We don't know. Okay, cool. No one knows. From DC, the new DC movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, Blue Beetle. Um. Not the last movie pre-gun. We still have Aquaman two. I was wrong. Um. Anyway, so as we always do, uh, spoiler warning. We will spoil this movie. There is stuff to spoil. Um. So if you have not seen it yet and you care about knowing what happens, maybe turn it off now. Cut it off. Go see it and come back. All right, you're with us. Great. All right. So, Dylan, what was your hype level like for this movie? It was pretty low. Oh man, um, me too. <laughs> because I mean, okay, it's a little complicated. I was excited because we did a little Bedrock City group watch, right. so I was excited to like go see it with people. But I wasn't like super excited for the movie itself because I thought the trailers were a little weak, and I'm like a lot of people, a little burnt out on DC, right? Um, a full me once situation. So mm-hmm. right. I, ha- I didn't really like have high hopes that the movie was going to be good, but I was looking forward to seeing it. How was the movie club, by the way? It was fun. Yeah, awesome. Nice, really cool. It was really cool. I yeah. wish I could have gone. Met, met some new people. That's awesome. I liked it. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I am in the exact same boat. I was not looking forward to it at all. I thought the trailers were bad. Um, I haven't enjoyed a DC movie in a while, and I thought this looked very cheap uh, from the trailers. And I was really yeah. not looking forward to George Lopez. I thought he looked really bad in the trailers. Um, he can be too much. Sometimes. He can be. Yeah. He can be. Um. That was my initial impression without seeing the movie. Okay, so here we go. Um, Blue Beetle, boy, um, I don't know how to start with this movie. So it's, I think- What's it about? It's about uh, Jaime Reyes uh, getting, losing his job and getting a new job and or getting fired from Susan Sarandon, basically, and then having to accidentally transport the scarab home or or it's there's some asinine plot, but like it's uh I forget the the character's name already. Victoria Cord, Victoria Cord. Uh yeah yeah Jenny She's, Cord yeah right 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 yeah she sends him she sends him home with like a burger box with a scarab in it with this priceless alien artifact, you know, in a burger box, uh for this random kid that she's never met before, or she met once, uh yeah, and then takes him over, and then he gets like a. It's like a Venom symbiote situation. Yeah, it's a Venom bit. symbiote. Like if you're so it's if like you're... infected, fused with the Blue Beetle Scarab. Right. Um, and the plot from there, I don't know if I could just describe it to you. There's not much. Um, so, so evil Lady wants Scarab back. I think. Yeah. If I'm well, going to re- reduce it to 
it's bare bones. There's not much more than that. I mean, Victoria Cord I, is evil Lex Luthor type. Yes. And she is building OMAC, um, kind of like an anti-Blue Beetle. Right. She wants to she's an arms dealer. She's turned Cord Industries into an arms dealer. And she needs the scarab to perfect OMAC. So uh-huh. she's trying to take it back from what from what Jaime. is the name of her assistant? I can't remember. It's some stupid like superhero type name that she keeps calling him. The the guy that he fights in the end. Oh, Omac. Um well yeah, she keeps calling him Lieutenant like Sasferax or something like that. I was like, what is who is what is this name? I don't believe it. Um Carapax, the indestructible yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Is yeah, what it Car- says on here. She Susan Serena is out here introducing this normal human man as Carapax to people. Oh yeah, this is my assistant Carapax. Is it? Okay. He's a he's a thing from the comics. Yeah, sure, I understand, but uh-huh. Um, yeah, he could have had his first name is Conrad, so they could have called him that. You Conrad know, but... Carapax? Okay. Yeah. Um okay, so for let me let me get into that real quick. So I think the the one of the worst parts of this movie for me is Susan Sarandon. And I don't dislike Susan Sarandon. I thought she was bad in this movie. I thought she was really bad. Um do I disagree? Well, okay. I don't, I don't know. Okay, know. Okay. I don't know if it's her fault. I don't think it's her fault. I'll say that. I don't think she was bad. I think her part is bad. I think it's very poorly written. It has zero depth and it's not interesting. Well, of course. Yeah, I totally agree with that. <laughs> right, right, right. So I think like it's a waste because she is a good actress. But I feel like she served a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> Did she? I feel like she knew what movie she was in. She was overacting. Hella overacting. Okay. I guess like, if you're looking at it, it like that, then. Is it camp? I don't know. Like It's, it's, it's mm. always up for debate whether somebody's camp. And I feel like with Susan Sarandon and Blue Beetle, I feel like that's camp. <laughs> so she was channeling her uh, Rocky Horror days? I don't think she took this seriously. Okay. Or tried at all. So so. If you have to pick Susan Sarandon in the Blue Beetle or Hel- or Dame Helen Mirren in Shazam 2, which one do you pick? Helen Mirren turned in a better performance. Susan Sarandon seemed like maybe she had never read the script and she, they were just feeding her her lines a day of, you know, <laughs> like, get me that scarab, like that kind of thing. Right. You know? She was giving very much Rita Repulsa. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. She was very, she was giving TV show villain, you know? But if she didn't light up every scene she was in, I would be lying. You know, you're if you're I, correct. You are correct. You are correct. She was electric. Um, well, well, while we're on it, let's talk about the rest of the cast here, Dylan. So, okay, you have. Um, I forgive me. I am so sorry. Oh, as Jaime Sh- uh, Sholo? Solo Mariduena. Yeah, he's the main actor. He's, he's Jaime. Okay. Well, how do how do we feel about him? I thought he was really good. I thought I he did was... too. I thought he carried. I was um, surprised. And, yeah, I don't think they gave him too much like to do, but I thought he like really sold all the emotional beats and uh, I thought it was charming. Like he had that like leading man quality, whatever that is, the X factor. Yeah. You know, yeah, he did. Um, I hope to see him in more stuff. He was really good. I, I thought he was very good. And then you have his sister, um, Belisa uh, Escobedo, playing Milagro Reyes. Um, she I was liked okay. her a lot too. Yeah, she was fun. She was people, fun. Right, right, people right. really hate her character, but like, I mean, I she know. her she her character felt very realistic to me. I felt like I've know that person. 
Yeah, I, and I, I like that it. she kind of like moved the movie along when she, I don't know, people were dancing around things, and I liked when she would just like lay it out for us, you know. Yes, I thought she was she good. Was fun. Um, and then I guess the other, um, you have uh Bruna, Markenzie, I don't know how to say that last name, um, as Jenny Cord, she's Brazilian, yeah. right? Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I she was okay. Yeah, I guess. I mean, she's she, fine. I'm yeah. Yeah. She was girlfriend. Yeah. She was girlfriend to me. She was giving Jordana Brewster in the fast and furious movies. Like that just, is so accurate. That is so just accurate there. That's and, it. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to say something controversial, Dylan. I like George Lopez in this movie. I thought he was funny. Me too. I really liked I th- him. I thought I, from the trailer dude, I thought he was going to be the absolute worst. I thought it was going to be like bad George Lopez, but I thought he was great. He was, he was funny. He wasn't too much. And he had some good one-liners. I liked him. I thought it was really good. Yeah, he was Jaime's uncle, Uncle Rudy. Yeah. And um I Say was so. worried from the trailer too that he that he You're would not be a little too like over the top. Yeah. Um like shouting, always shouting, you know. Yeah. But like I think <laughs> he they did see his like most obnoxious scenes, you know. Uh right. Like, I don't know. He was a scene stealer, in my opinion. I, I think it's so really too. Good. Um, and then that's all the that's the main cast. There's a bunch of other people that that are in the movie that come and go. His parents and his, his grandma. His parents and his grandma. Um, yeah. Okay. So, what what do we like about the movie first, Dylan? Other than we've already talked about the cast. The cast mostly good. Um, I say yeah. sc- script kind of average to <laughs> to below average. I think. Script for me, very uneven. Um, I agree. It's weird. I feel like it, like it's walking like, I don't know. It's it's balancing really strong like family dynamic and character moments with like the most boring plot you've ever seen. You know, right. like I feel like the like it had a lot of heart, and I feel like it was let down a bit by the generic storytelling. You know, um. So you're saying like so I, the the action bits were not like su- we're not doing enough to support the emotional bits of the family. Yeah, whenever yeah, we cut I agree. to like, I don't know, Scarab Omax stuff, I was like, ugh, can we get back to the family? Like, because I was really like, enjoying the Reyes family. I thought their story was very interesting, and that is the heart of the movie. Agreed. Yeah, but then you would have to suffer through. It felt like it was equal parts, like. Power Rangers, you know, right. a little bit, and it's, I fully did not enjoy that. It's part. it's like in Lord of the Rings extended edition when you forget how long that movie is, and then you're like an hour and a half in, and you're like, they're still fighting this stupid Shelob. Like you cut back to Sam and Frodo, and they're just still in the spite ice spider cave. I'm like, how can this still be happening? I am so bored by this. Can we just get back to every literally anything else in this movie? Like I don't care about Omac. Like <laughs> I don't care. Just whatever let me can we find out what's going on with the with the reyes house please but even for me when it would center the reyes family and jenny cord and the action like what it was doing with them was really like predictable and a little boring in my opinion you know i agree i I feel like i could very accurately predict where everything was going you know nothing was a surprise in the movie or no very very little i think was surprising in the movie 
as soon as we're doing spoilers, right? Yeah, spoilers are free to go. Like very early on, I was like, the dad's gonna die. Right. He just was too much like I found my place in life. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. He was very he was giving Uncle Ben. Yeah, I don't know. And then it's <laughs> like there's no other way to describe it than like okay, number one, we have to remember I I allow it a little bit of grace because this was made for HBO. It was not meant to be in theaters. Oh, that's right. That's why it has a TV they, look. Yes. And then they put it on into theaters. And anytime I did this with Red, White, and Royal Blue too. When you see a streaming movie in the theater, it's not the same. Like it doesn't have the same sheen that a theatrical movie does. Right. Um, so I allow it a little bit of grace for that. Um but like there's no other way to describe it other than Power Rangers, in my opinion. You know, the action and and drama. That's, I think it that's... felt it felt a little like it's not made for me and that like it's a little kitty some of that it yeah you know it's funny you say that because I did get a bunch of little I got a Paw Patrol trailer before I saw this which is fine which yeah which well, is fine but like that doesn't match like what I expect for a superhero movie you know um, but it is definitely um, it's the action is for skews younger the action is not exciting to me um, it's giving common writer it's giving. Action is already, as I've said multiple times, action is already not my favorite thing because I find it very boring and predictable. Unlike in Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, which I don't love Tom Cruise. I don't love, you know what I'm saying? I don't love action movies, but that that movie did action perfectly. It was interesting. It was dynamic. It was surprising. And this is that's obviously kinda, not that. That's, that's a very kind of unfair reverse, comparison. The reverse of this. Like, I don't give a crap about Tom Cruise or or Ethan Hunt, really, but the action was so good. Exactly. And then this one, I'm like, I want to know more about Jaime, but we're doing this like, I don't know. Exactly. This CW is the action. It's the inverse of Mission Impossible. Agreed. Yeah. But but I will say though, I think um, the non like I say I want, this sounds really mean. The non plot parts are very interesting to me. Like I thought the character development was very good, very interesting. I liked. Um, I think I, I don't remember the the mom's name or the this is aunt right because his parents are dead or something is his dad what I don't remember no I'm tripping yeah I'm tripping um yeah, either way I thought I thought the mom was good too um I thought I I thought all the all the family the court the Reyes family was all good and they were all interesting and they really held the movie together um another thing I liked though is I thought the soundtrack was really good. Or the, not the soundtrack. Uh, the, score? The, the score. I loved the okay. score. I loved the score. It was so good. It was synthwave and it fit so well. It it was real good. I It felt really very good. retro. And I normally, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not one to normally put over a score. Um, Generally. It's got to be really remarkable for me to comment on it. Um. But I thought this was fit the movie very well and it was very dynamic and I liked it a lot. So Agreed. it was cool yeah. too. But yeah, the score was yeah, super and good. I liked like kind of going along with the score. I liked the, I thought the world building was good. I thought the city, um I can't remember what it's called. It's a it's a it's a fictional city, like the other DC right. ones. Was pretty well realized. I liked how neon and like I don't know, kind of futuristic it looked. Um yeah. I thought it like did well the way it balanced with like you know the neighborhoods and stuff i thought it was really cool um, right i agree and i believed it i don't know i thought the whole like vibe and world building was like pretty successful too so what didn't you like dylan truly it's just the the plot 
Okay. Like it's the I know it's like a big one, but there's really only one thing I didn't like, and it's that. But it's a big part of the of the movie. Yeah, I feel like the plot like let down every other facet of the movie, and like it's hard to like really fault it too much because I think I think it's just pretty well received by audiences. And it uh, is. It's a 92 on on Rotten Tomato audience score, 77 for um, the tomato meter, which is pretty good. Yeah, certified fresh. Yeah. And I think it's probably one of the best DC ratings in a long time. Um, it, yeah. I think it's, it's probably also what like a lot of people ask for. But if I'm like just being fair to myself, it's not what I want to see always. But that being said, like, I feel like it did such a good job of like, from what I can tell, from my experience anyway, authentically adapting like, you know, a Mexican. I know they're not, it's not a um, real US city, but like, the Mexican American immigrant, absolutely family dynamic and situation, it, and I mean, again, I can't speak to its true authenticity, but it seemed very authentic to me. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people were were talking about too when the movie ended. Um, so I think that's like a big standout. Anyway, you know, it kind of goes along with you know liking the family dynamics, but it just like you can feel when something has like a lot of heart and is like. Um, like sincerely depicted, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and like I definitely felt that here. But then, you know, you're asking what I don't like. Then, but then they would launch back into like Venom plot. You know, and I was like, ugh. It's well, really like Venom. It's a lot like Venom one. I will say. I I agree with you. Um, I I enjoyed it. Um. I was surprised by this movie. I think I was really helped, though, by how little I was looking forward to seeing this movie. I was actively dreading it. Oh, okay. I did not want to go see this movie. <laughs> you know, like, I saw this movie, uh, like, in the worst, like, type, type of circumstances, too. Like, so Lori uh, is in Toronto right now as we're recording this. I had to take her to the airport at three in the morning on Thursday. Uh, yeah, it was real fun. And I had and I had to see Blue Beetle that day because I had something else to do on Monday that I couldn't see Blue Beetle on my other off day. So I had to go to the airport that early and then see Blue Beetle. I was just not it was not uh ideal circumstances. But um I that being said, I really enjoyed it. Um it did have obviously lots of flaws and being a streaming movie, um the effects were uh not tremendous, but they were like it would have looked it would have looked okay on your TV, you know? Um yeah, I think it would have been like even impressive on your TV. Like, oh, they really like sold out for this streaming movie, you know, like right. m- like better received in my opinion. For sure, I agree with you. Um, I think it uh, the the discussion in the store has been it's the best DC movie since Shazam. I think I enjoy this more than Shazam, um, the first one. I have trouble ranking it. Um, I know. So if you want, if you want, according to the Tomato Meter, it is fifth overall in DC films since uh wonder woman i think it might be fifth for me too well okay since, no that's all of them excuse me they're talking this is chrono- chronological so yeah it's fifth behind behind wonder woman suicide squad shazam harley quinn yeah and so i like else. i think i like those more interesting um, um so let's yeah. let's rate this movie dylan let's rate it okay um, let's do it i'll go first uh i'm gonna give it a three but I was expecting to give it a two. So that's like, it's a very enthusiastic three. Like it's a, it's a strong three. It was almost a three, five, but like 
I was looking at some of my other three fives like, no, I can't, I can't quite do that, but I really did enjoy this movie and I do recommend it. Yeah. What about um, you? I will also give it a three. I think it kind of like, that's just kind of the average of my opinions on it. I think it's like super watchable and like, yeah. especially at home, but like you'd have a good time at the theaters too. Um, and three is a positive review in my opinion. So yeah. it has a 6.4 on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like kind of lines up with that. Um, yep. it's like perfectly serviceable. Um, serviceable. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. You, you have to like add a little asterisk. I feel like because of, I think like how important rep- the representation is, you know, there's never sure. been a Latino superhero, like not even like a side character, even I feel like in the Marvel movies or anything. And now there's like a solo movie one. So that is interesting. You're right. Yeah. It's like extremely underrepresented community. And I wish that they were, we were in a place where there was no strike and they could promote it and we could have the full red carpet roll out and give right. it like a real chance, you know? Uh, but that's unfortunate. It's not getting that, but that being yeah. said, it all averages out to about a three for me. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Um, and lastly, I guess we didn't even the post-credit scene um, revealing Ted Cord still out there. Yeah, Did we you, knew. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> c- come on. Who shocked? I mean, Even the credit scene was predictable because in the movie they're like he just disappeared. I'm like, well, he's not dead. Yeah, what are they gonna kill? Ted Cord? Uh huh. I don't think we'll ever see a follow up on that. Unfortunately, I hope so. Because uh, James Gunn is plucking different things he likes. I hope he takes Jaime and incorporate incorporates him into the new DC universe. He that he's indicated great. that he wants to do that, but there's a large list of actors who he's made promises to that aren't being fulfilled. So I'm hoping this isn't one of them. Yikes. Well, I guess we'll see. But anyway, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Bye, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.